Welcome to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Catherine. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me today on the Feng Shui Way. We have another wonderful guest and author with us, and I'm really looking forward to introducing her to you. And we're going to do that shortly. But first, I want to spend a moment on something that I feel gets overlooked when we are talking about feng shui, feng shui adjustments, energy pathways, the bagua, all things feng shui. I realize that the terms we consultants throw around can be very overwhelming and perhaps even intimidating to those among us who are not as familiar with feng shui. The purpose behind this show is to bring feng shui to the forefront, allowing many more people to become familiar with much of its basic tenets and to demystify feng shui as much as we can. And then we start tossing those terms around. Well, my guest today, Julianne Siegel, seems to understand how people can react when being introduced to the art of placement or feng shui. As New York Times bestselling author Mike Dooley states, Julianne Siegel's fun and practical approach to feng shui will inspire you to create spaces that raise your vibration and support positive growth in your life. Her approach to feng shui makes the design process simple, lovable, and easy to follow. And isn't that what we want in our endeavors? Simple, lovable, and easy to follow? My guest Julianne Siegel is an interior designer, feng shui consultant, owner and president of the design firm Metro Interiors and author of the book, Change Your Space to Change Your Life. She received her BFA in interior design from Northern Illinois University and is, a, is certified as a feng shui consultant through the Wind and Water School of Feng Shui. As such, Julie Ann uses a fun shui approach to infuse elements of ancient art into all design endeavors, revealing environments rich in comfort, beauty, balance, and harmony, all the while making the process simple and lovable. She is a member of the International Feng Shui Guild and the Feng Shui Institute of the Midwest. In her spare time, Julianne loves spending time with her family, studying metaphysical subjects, oil painting, and traveling. Julianne says, what you have in your home creates your story. I want you to surround yourself with what you love to be able to express yourself and live in comfort. Welcome, Julianne Siegel. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having me today. Well, I'm just thrilled you could be here. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. And here we go with another episode and getting another perspective and someone else's expertise. And I'm really glad we're able to connect today. So let's talk about your book. We can start right off with that. Uh, you have a wonderful book called Change Your Space to Change Your Life. Right. And I was wondering what was your inspiration to get going on that? Oh, gosh. My inspiration came when I was like 16 years old. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in my late 50s now. So it was oh, a wow. coming. I read a lot of Louise Hay books, You Could Heal Your Life, and her books, and also, I don't know if you remember or know, Shakti Gawain, Living in the Light and Creative Visualization. They were great books. And I was mm -hmm. reading those back as a teenager. 
And I remember one day standing in my bedroom thinking, you know what, it'd be so cool if I could write a book someday. And it seemed so far away and so undoable, but I thought it anyways. Yeah. And I realized, you know, I had to go through a lot of experiences to be able to write the book. So it came later in life because I wouldn't have had much to write about then. And I didn't even know about feng shui at that time. Yeah. Well, how did you get um, introduced to feng shui? You know, a lot of my guests say that feng shui found them. They didn't really go out and find it themselves. So what's your experience? It did find me, but I, I look back to when I was a child, once again, even back further, where I spent a lot of my time in my room, um, decluttering my room, rearranging mm-hmm. it, thinking about what would make this feel better? What would make your space? I didn't have the budget to do much. I think I did some posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things of that nature have come a long way and resources. But, um, you know, I didn't realize I was doing feng shui at that time. And then I yeah. became, you know, I got my degree in interior design and I'm a you know full service interior designer. But then Carol Heider came on the scene and oh, brought yes. it to the Midwest. And I was in ASID, American Society of Interior Designers, and she spoke at an event one night. And I went and something in my soul just said, Oh my gosh, this is some this is a part of me. Like yeah. it just like resonated. Um, and I immediately started to actually learn it and teach it. But then I realized I needed more <laughs> information mm-hmm. to teach it. And that's when I went through the school of wind and water and Um, got certified and thankful that Carol came along to do that, to bring that to us. You know, uh, teaching is so different than learning, although I understand when you teach, you learn a lot. Yes. And, uh, you know, I can, at least the path I'm walking right now, I can tell I am no teacher. So I am so, um, I'm always so impressed and grateful that we have people out there who do want to teach. This is an important topic that it would be so, it, it is so helpful for everybody who uses it. And I feel like the more people who know about it, the better. So um, it's great to hear. And the other thing you mentioned was how you would practice feng shui as a child, but didn't even realize it. And I I remember doing the same thing. I always shared a room with, with one of my sisters. Oh, I have no. a lot of sisters. <laughs> and, and um, you know, when, when you could get in sync and like, change the bed, put the bed in a different position or the, right. the two beds or whatever, or move the dresser over there, or even like clean the dresser off and put a dresser scarf on it or something. Right. And then you stand back and you don't even realize what you're feeling is a shift in the energy. Energy, exactly. Right. I feel that. I just, I think I was so attuned to energy. That's why mm-hmm. I would clutter and, you know, do these things and, and wanted to know what it felt like when you move things around. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when I was a kid moving things around, I remember moving my bed in like three different places. And where I left it was, I found out much later in life that I was in the command position. Isn't that so interesting? You feel it out. And, and that's the right position to have a bed where you can see the door. Right. That That's, um. there you go. So there's, <laughs> That's that's one thing about feng shui, you know, um, a, a demystification right there with feng shui. It's like a command position when you label it, like I was saying in the intro, when you label it and toss a term around, 
Uh, it can sound intimidating, but the command position is so simple. It's it, because right. <laughs> of how you feel when you're in it. It feels the most correct way to be in a room. And people don't even realize that they're not conscious about it because they're so busy living their lives. They're not thinking about it. But when you take the time to think about what you're doing in your space, it can make a huge shift and change for the better. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I know, and you know, because we're professionals in the feng shui world, but um, we know a lot about the yin and yang energy. Right. And you do devote actual time in your book about the yin and yang energy. And I, I would like to spend a few minutes on that. Now, you refer to a party room in uh, one of the chapters in your book that refers to the yin yang. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little more about that and how the yin yang came sure. into it. Well, I end up doing a lot of multi-housing properties. So that's the common areas in you know, apartment buildings and condo buildings, like party rooms and hallways and things like that. And I end up working with a corporate clients, you know, it's a court corporate world, which is a little bit different. And so, you know, they, some of them think it's funny that I'm feng shui, but they like it. They always like my work. So they kept hiring me. So they're, you know, but they, right. you know, tease me a little bit. So I can't really talk about it openly as much, but I do things to help the space. And one of them is working with yin and yang energy. So yin is feminine energy. It's depicted by darker colors, maybe blacks and dark blues, kind of inward energy. It's mm -hmm. also depicted with curvy lines. And then yang energy is more um, masculine energy. It's bold, bold colors, um, yeah. more geometric shapes. But when you balance both of those in a space, it's naturally going to feel good. And that's what I did with this party room. Um, it, it, this party room was on located in like amazing area of Minneapolis overlooking one of our most beautiful lakes. And no one, and it was like a great par, um, apartment building, but no one used the party room. And so when, after I designed it, I was at a um, show for, helping people live healthy lives that um, I think one of the, I can't remember what company put it on, but I was there and I had a slideshow going of all my work. And this manager came over and saw the party room on there. And he's like, I live in that building and oh, everybody wow. loves that party room now. Everyone's always in it. So, you know, I did something to make it feel good because beforehand it just felt cold and lifeless. Um, and you brought that life brought into it. Life into it. And I used the yin and yang, bold colors and deep colors and curvy lines and geometric shapes. The carpet actually had both, had geometric shapes and curvy lines. But just by little adjustments like that, making sure you have both, you know, you might want a room that's a little more masculine. That might be what you want. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case where lots of people are using it, you want to balance those energies. Well, yeah. I mean, and balance is the key. That's what we all strive for with our feng shui practices and why people seek it out. They, under, they may not understand point blank that 
I'm out of balance or things around me are out of balance. They may just only be aware of the fact that they're not comfortable in a space or like in, in a right. case like this right. party room, nobody uses it. Right. So did it go from an absolute blank space to what you created or was there something there already? There was something there. And it was, I remember the floor was black and white vinyl um, mm-hmm. squares. <laughs> it was very cold. Yeah. Black. Um, brick. Well, some of the walls were black brick, but we left that. It was really pretty, but we changed to carpet, like a really pretty carpet. It was like deeper tones, browns and blacks, but with a little bit of red running through it. Um, and then I created a a um, bar area, a kitchen area that had a big red top on it and rounded the end. So it created like a table at the end. You can't see these photos in my book, but on the book page on my website on metrointeriors.com, if you go to the book page, I created, it says chapter one, two, three, it goes all the way down the chapters. And if you click on them, you'll see photos from that chapter. So you can see the spaces I talked about Ooh. in that chapter, or if there's something I want to show you. So mm-hmm. you can see the before and afters there. And, and I wanted to show that because to me, visuals are so important. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I think they are with a lot of people. Uh-huh. And when you listen, you can use your imagination. And I'm exactly. sure, you know, it, it takes us so far. So that's wonderful that they can go to your website and find the before. before. That. Yeah, that, I think that's wonderful. Now you, you talk in terms of designing with goals. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that that's important when people call a consultant or an interior designer, obviously they have a goal. There's something, you know, that's happening that that prompts them to call. But when you work with people and you um, talk about designing with goals, can you go into that a little bit as to what you mean, you know, a little uh, more deeply? Right. Well, first of all, I want to bring up intention. There's intentions and there's mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. So like, To me, an intention is a feeling or a knowing in your heart of something that you want to achieve. But sometimes that achievement is kind of far away and not sure how to get it. So you kind of have to break it down into goals sometimes. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's kind of, so the intention, I'm trying to think like writing my book, it was an intention to write and have a book out in the world. But look, I had to go through so many things and create so many goals to get to that point to write that book. Um, Did you find you had to achieve one goal to move on to the next, to move on to the next? Or sometimes was it? They were simultaneous, sometimes mm-hmm. like that. But it's also about taking baby steps to get to your goals. And feng shui is one way to put the goals and intentions into your space to help support you to get there. Um, does that make no. sense? Oh yeah, of course it makes, it makes sense to me. Um, the, the thing with the goals is I'm, I'm curious as to, um, how flexible you need to be with your goals. Like if oh, you have a, okay, let's I, talk about that. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have to be very <laughs> flexible because the universe is not always, you think of your end result, but the universe mm-hmm. may have a different plan for you. So you have to be listening intuitively. It's really good to develop your intuitive self because sometimes things you think you need to do this, but you're spinning your wheels doing this when sometimes it's not that hard. You need to sit back and wait, you know, still get out there, do your things. But when something feels right, then that's when you go with it. 
because sometimes things kind of hold you back. You don't have to do everything that comes to you, but it's called inspired action is what I would call that. When you're really inspired about doing something to the next step. Um, do you find that your clients uh, go with the flow about that or do do you find that, you know, there's some resistance or... Um, you know, they're insistent. Like, I really wanted that red couch or I really wanted this, uh, th- these drapes or whatever the case may be. Um, I find they give me what they're looking for and they really have listened to my expertise a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really listen to them of what they really want and what they need. Um, but I have had people who have... Um, like John and Sarah in the book, we could talk about that at some point. Sure. Um, he did get scared of, you know, I'm going to spend all this money and maybe nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and we right. had to get past that. So it's happened before, but we did get past that. But a lot of my clients, by the time they come to me, they hire me, they want to go fo- forward. Yeah, they're ready to take they're ready, action. But yeah. Yes, they're ready. Yeah. So, um, what do you do you find it do you find that you run into people and you walk into a space and you say okay this room needs to be x y and z and then you hear the goal of the client and they're like i want abc and you're really on to i mean i understand you're working for your client and you're going right. to give them ultimately what they want but do you find that you work more from an interior design perspective or feng shui perspective or um... I'm always I'm looking at both but I'm also when somebody wants to really go into feng shui I'm going to go deeper for them because they want to do that Um, I'm not going to push that on them but some a lot of people I find they just I try to pull things out sometimes they're like you make the decision I'm like oh no let's get to the bottom let's hear what you have to say. I'm not just going to make the decision. I'll help you make it. I'll give you some options, but let's listen. Why are you doing this? What's your intention? What are your favorite colors? What, you know, how are you going to use this room? You know, and if there's something that I feel um, is not good feng shui, I will tell them and explain Mm -hmm. it to them. And usually they listen. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good that they listen. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're the expert in their world, so that's good. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, maybe you can give us some more examples of how you've put um, designing with goals and uh, intention, and uh, we, we can pick it up there. Perfect. Thank you. We'll do. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life. We'll demystify feng shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using feng shui way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Julianne Siegel, Feng Shui consultant, author of the book, Change Your Space to Change Your Life, and an interior designer. Um. Julianne, before we uh, took a break, we were talking about designing with goals versus designing with intention. And you have a specific story in your book about John and his daughter and how with your guidance that you used the feng shui to create a space that met his goals. Can you share a little more about that story? Sure. Well, John, what, you know, when I met him, he was probably in his late 40s a good looking guy, um, very successful and had Mm -hmm. one daughter named Sarah, but John had just gone through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And his biggest fear was, I don't, I'm scared my daughter's not going to want to spend time at my home. Uh So he was, he was really scared. And so he thought he needed, he he didn't have a flair for design, he told me and didn't grow up doing have doing any of that. But Mm -hmm. He said, you know, let's make a space for Sarah. Sarah was a teenage girl at the time, maybe 16. You know, she had braces, long hair. She was adorable, very smart. I'd see her straight A report cards. and um, But she had some attitude toward her dad, as all teenagers might yeah. do. Sure. Um, but we, you know, we asked her what she would want. And she goes, I want a space that I can have my friends over, sleepovers, um, watch movies, have snacks, maybe a pool table, and I want purple walls. She said, oh, "Purple, <laughs> yeah, walls. purple walls." Oh my gosh! So <laughs> we decided to take, you know, imagine a musty-smelling basement with mm-hmm. an older home with stained Berber carpet, white stark walls that are nicked up. You know, small windows, so there's not much light in there, but there's only one little lamp in the corner, kind mm-hmm. of a dilapidated sofa papers and books thrown around the room because there was no storage to put them in right. basically yeah. go on use that room. And so we were going to create this for Sarah's special space to have social interactions and have fun. So we, when we were finished, 
I got a call from John and John was thrilled. He was like, oh my gosh, Sarah is now spending time over here. She's doing all the things, having sleepovers. And, you know, it's like, yeah. Kind of like that movie, you know, Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. And they will come. <laughs> right, right. Think about that. But, but he think. also had he also had an intention and, and yeah. uh yeah. His, his intention was to, you know, have better relationship with his daughter. I mean, he could have gone to counseling or, you know, mm-hmm. spent time with her or whatever, but instead he decided to change one room in his home. Yeah. So um, he did that. And then when that was done, we ended up um doing the family room upstairs and creating, he had already done that once and spent like $5,000 on these sofas that were just too big and didn't really work Um, in the room and had to let go of what he did. And we redid the room and that's where in the middle of this room, he got scared and he wouldn't return my calls for like two months. And, you know, I had a contract with them. We were in the middle of doing this project. I didn't know what to do. And finally he answered my calls and he told me what was going on. He he got scared that, Oh, what if I spent even more money and you know, nothing more happens. Right. You know? So I'm like, well, I talked him through it. We got through that and um, we finished the room. And then I got the call from him like, Oh my gosh, now Sarah's spending time with me. You know, they were watching sports in there, having snacks. They were actually entertaining their friends together in this room. So, yeah, so that's really interesting because his goal really was centered on her, but not his and her interaction, just her spending time there. And then they, yeah, then that happened. And then we went on, you know, finally we did the dining room. He's like, just come in and do your feng shui thing. And that room went really fast and they ended up having dinner parties and we made, you know, appropriate changes. And you could see all these on the the pictures of the rooms on the, the, I think it's chapter two on my book page on metrointeriors.com. So you can actually I know what I'm doing when, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing (laughs) after this, right? And that was quite a few years ago, but it really, um, John and was really supportive of me writing about this in the book because it was important thing to share and show that when you do change your space, you can change your life. And we did it with great intention. And what mm-hmm. I really loved, Sarah loved it. She says it turned out be- way better than she ever imagined, mm-hmm. which made me feel good. She was really smart. And she had, like, I would present to her and she wouldn't make the full decision. And she had such a good eye. I, I think it turned oh. out even better with having her in there. Isn't that um, interesting? Yeah. Wow. So I was really impressed with her ability to see the room um, and help with the design as well. Well, you know, when you, especially with teenagers who whose um, identity and, and personality is really, you know, emerging to the forefront, and then you ask them, you know, what do you think? What do you see? You know, right. I, I think that they're just so uh, they're they're happy to be considered in such a grown up and legitimate way, right. and then you then you get the best of them. And she gave you no, she her gave best. Me her with best. The eye. You're yeah, probably you're right. I never thought of it like that, but you're right. And because I would compliment her, I'm like, do you want to come work for me someday? You know, <laughs> well, so you good. never know. I mean, yeah, wouldn't that I think she be became something? a lawyer. She became a lawyer. <laughs> oh, well, you never know. That's, you a, never rough, know. that's a rough yeah. one. She might want to get into like peace and like beauty right. and all that. You never <laughs> right. really know. She has the talent. So it was there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there was a bit of resisting change. Now he, he, he told you 
ultimately that um, uh, he got scared about the money. And we did refer to resisting change a little bit in the first uh, block of the show. And I was curious, um, you know, what happens when that does it happen often with the resisting change? I see more of that, like people that are not my clients or friends, um, not all friends, but certain people, they, they're scared of change, but Mm -hmm. I see, you know, they, maybe everyone's at their own pace. Um, With my clients, I think when they're ready and they sign, you know, my sales agreement, we're going forward and they make that commitment Mm -hmm. that they go forward. But there are people that, kind of do I have it where they have gotten stuck and it doesn't really we do a few things and it doesn't really go anywhere Mm -hmm. that's that's happened you know sometimes I don't know if it's a financial thing or they just you know don't want to change too much or this one client she had I remember I loved working with her but she had too many accessories like I really feel like one tip is that to keep um surfaces and floors like 50 percent empty Mm-hmm. You're just gonna feel better when there's space. Yeah. And she would have everything so much. And so like everyone has a different threshold of what that means when they have to, you know, like somebody, <sighs> people can handle a little too much and some people yeah. want less. So there is that threshold, but there is such thing as too much is going to affect you in a negative way if mm-hmm. you overdo it. Um, Not only the amount of things, but what they look like, what they represent, you know, that kind of thing. So when a client, um, okay, you you just mentioned that sometimes, you know, you try a couple of things and maybe, you know, that's not all that successful. However, you you must have a lot of success getting clients through a process of resistance. So I'm curious as to um, anything you can share with us about that. Like how you walk them through it and how you, a little hand-holding maybe? I do hand-hold a lot, my Mm -hmm. clients, but you can't make someone do something. So I tread lightly with that. Mm -hmm. I do my best and explain feng shui and how, um, you know, how things will affect them or can affect them. They may be affected by this and um, they listen and sometimes they move forward and sometimes they you know, some people just, they're uncomfortable with taking it further. And that's yeah. okay. You know, yeah, I just uh, think right. it's okay. And I, 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 there to help people when they want to be helped. Exactly. That's, we all understand, we consultants and professionals, we all understand that, you know, um, there isn't anything you can do for anybody who doesn't want I mean, they might want the guidance, but then they see what it entails. And it's like, okay, I can do goals, but I can't, um, you know, I got to go such baby steps that, you know, I have a list of goals here. It's going to take me five years or something and it can get (laughs) intimidating. But I think, um, I, I think what you just described is probably the most successful way to handle it because, there, there's no like, okay, I was in this place and Julianne was great. Catherine was great. Like I, I'll call right. them when I'm ready, you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, it's a have to be ready. Yeah. yeah. And I, I call in people. I think intentionally that people should be ready when they work with me and, and it's sometimes at different levels and I try to find their level, you yeah. know, they might not be a full feng shui home, you know, but right. Those that want that, 
they're going to, you know, work with me on that and we, we achieve it. So when you talk about um, keeping a, a, an area or a space at least 50% clear, mm-hmm. well, that brings to mind clutter. Yes. Yeah, the the very famous uh, the very famous topic within feng shui, and really, it's kind of a thing now about decluttering. It's, it's um, so important. That's like wow. the first thing to do. Like if you're going to do anything before you start decorating, designing, adding your adjustments, first start with decluttering. You know, and yeah, it's nice. You know, what is clutter? You know, I look at it, things you do not use or love. You mm-hmm. want to keep things that make you feel happy and joyous and positive and maybe things that are untidy or disorganized, um, too many things in too small a space so that there's no breathing room and you feel constricted and anything unfinished, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. Um, some of that goes into mental clutter. But oh, yeah, the mental clutter. Yeah. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, That's one thing I'm kind of working on myself, how to Mm -hmm. teach the mental clutter. um, Because like there's so much with the internet and, and everything there, there is out there today. I think people, we need to simplify. Um, You don't have to do everything. Everybody thinks they need to do every single social media and everything. You, you pick a couple, two or three that you like and you stay on there and, you know, you can't do it all. There's, and I think there's just more and more going to be coming. You You know, I, I wonder if they, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, is that, is that an American thing? I wonder, you know, uh, the bigger, better, best, the do more, the run, run, run. Uh, stay yes. busy, busy, busy. I don't know. Is that unique to us or like? I think because look at like in Mexico, they have siesta. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then my son, I have to say, my son lives in Israel. And oh my. Oh I know my goodness. Carry him and his wife, and they're due with a baby soon. But I think they, my son at 18, he went and to study there. He's going for one year and he's been there almost seven years, eight years now. Mm-hmm. And that's, he considers that his home, but I think he likes the lifestyle because it's simplified for him. Yeah. And you know, Simple. there we have, everybody's got the 24 seven news. Everyone's got the 24 right. seven media yes. and the social media. Oh, you have to do this. You have to be on this platform. You have right. to be on that. Well, who says I have to? Exactly. Yeah. You have to do what's best for you and you don't have to do everything. I think yeah, that's so that, much. I know it is a good point. The clutter, you know, um, visual clutter. I think that's what you mean when you say a a dresser or something needs to be 50%. I have um, two sets of built-in bookshelves in my home. And there was in the one room in our, we, it was my office, but it's converted now to our library uh, because I moved my office upstairs. And I tried and tried maybe three or four different arrangements with that one set of bookshelves, trying to get it visually pleasing, visually balanced, the yin and the yang, because it was too much of this, and then it wasn't enough of that, and then you try more and whatever. It took such a long time for me to get Get that (laughs) 
to get it done. It took, I don't know, <laughs> like years. I, I did it once and I kept it for two years. Every time I walked into the room, I said, I hate that bookshelf. And yeah. then I, I did it again. And it's like, okay, I like it a little more. Um, and then I lived with it for a couple of years and it's like, I really hate that bookshelf. <laughs> and then I finally did it again, but I had more feng shui knowledge. Right. I, right. I, I did. Yes, right. it did help. Right. And and um, that visual, when your eye rests on a place and it's not creating all sorts of movement in your head, right. I would I would think that that helps your mental clutter as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if your external environment is not in sync with who you are, if it's unbalanced or clutter, it just causes havoc in your life. Yeah. So I it know. just doesn't feel good. But like, I just want to bring up some things that clutter when you have too much stuff, what it, how it affects you. Sure, please do. Yeah, so it can make you feel tired and lethargic, um, keeps you in the past, because uh -huh. maybe you're keeping things that are from the past that don't have good associations with it. Everything you own has some meaning to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, congestion, it can congest your body if you're too much things. I've seen that happen with yeah. people. Affects body weight, confuses you, can make you nervous and create anxiety, um, affects the way other people treat you. Like they can come in and they don't care about your house either because they see, you know, they look at it that maybe you don't care about your home. Right. And, they, they get and their your home perception. Reflects, yeah. And your home reflects your life. It's all part of you energetically. Mm -hmm. um, so those, it makes you, can make you procrastinate, cause disharmony, make you feel ashamed you know, cost you financially because you keep losing things. I have to rebuying them over and over because you have too much stuff. Oh, wow. These are just, I know, these are just some things, you know, like I always tell, if you want more time and energy, own less stuff. And that's really true because you have to take care of all these things and track them and organize them and store them. And, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it really is a lot. And I do think that people are waking up to that. Uh, I think Marie Kondo, when, when yeah. she wrote her book, I think she really brought it to the forefront. I know one of my sons got me that book for uh, Christmas one year, and it, it really made a very big difference. It started a very big process in my world. And and wow. um, yeah, so I am pretty- that pretty journey. Yes, it's, it's pretty it's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, I, I've been working with Suzanne Roynan from Interiors Therapy and, you know, all of that. She's got a whole decluttering um, system that I'm learning all about. And uh, it's it does a lot to really improve your life. So we're going to we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I'd like um, anyone out there listening to grab a pencil so that we can uh, help you figure out how to get in touch with Julianne. Uh, you got some things that you wanted to bring up um, that's coming up in the new year. And we have a few more things we want to get done before we have to say goodbye. So we'll be back shortly. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move, and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today including climate change, affordable housing, 
embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Julianne Siegel, the author of Change Your Space to Change Your Life, who's also an interior designer and feng shui consultant. And we're talking uh, design, intentional design, designing with goals and and um, purpose and clutter. And Julianne, I did want to ask you, in your book, you bring up homes and higher conscience, consciousness. And I find that to be a really important, uh, notable uh, ideal. And so I was wondering if you could help us with that, talk us through some of that. Sure. Well, I think that's a lot of that is feeling the feeling that um, that you deserve to have a nice home. A lot of people, there's what's called poverty consciousness and Mm -hmm. prosperity consciousness Mm -hmm. and um, poverty consciousness is a belief that there's not enough money and resources in your life or that you're not entitled to have these things and everything you want and whatever that means to you. And even it doesn't matter how much money you have, you could be a multimillionaire and still have a poverty conscious feeling and not feel good and not feel ever like you have enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's important to, Become, you know, love your house just as it is, even as you're making changes. Um, And it's also about loving yourself because your home is a reflection of your life. So coming into a feeling of loving what is, but then believing that you can have more abundance and have nice things in your home and create it nice and repair it and take care of it. The more you believe that, and really see yourself having a nice space, the more likely it's going to come true. And that's law of attraction stuff. Oh, right, right. You know? Definitely. And and actually, with what you're saying, if you go back to what I just said about the bookshelves in my 
in my house. I I can sit here and say, um, the whole time I loved the bookshelf. I right. knew it wasn't its best, you know. I knew there was. It, I knew it could be better. That's I had. Right. I had that conscious awareness of like what's missing, you know. But I did. Uh, my husband and I both love having the built-ins. I right. see it as, you know, he he likes it for putting books. I see it as like a big decorative opportunity and books. Right. Um, I see. I like both. You have to yeah. have both, else it's boring. If it's just just books, unless it's a designated space for just books. Right. But if it's part of the decor of the room, then it's really nice to have it look good, especially if it's open bookshelves. Yeah, they're open bookshelves. And, uh, you know, they can, it can all become very, very overwhelming. You know, you can, you can stuff it full of, you know, I, some of the shows we watch, we have, we see people on Zoom calls, and they've got their backgrounds, and they've got their, their books. And you can see sometimes where the bookshelf is, um, what, uh, bow, bowing a little bit because of that, the weight that's on it. It's like, um, you know, maybe it's time to do a little paring down there. You know, it's, I, it's, you, you, I you, know once, exactly you, right. Yes. Once you have the eye for that, you, there's no going back. And when I'm, you, when you worked on your bookshelf, I, I'm curious to know, did you end up taking less, putting, taking less stuff? Cause yes. less is more. Yes. That's, you know, that's that, probably what you had to do. <laughs> that is what I had to do. And then I did want to put a few decorative things in there. And so right. it was like, does this decorative item make sense to the whole thing? And, and, uh, you know, I put some stuff up there. That's too small. That's too big. That's too, right. and sometimes that just you have doesn't group work. A few things, you know, a group of three, and mm-hmm. odd grouping can be really nice. And then some space and then maybe some books with a pretty um, like bookends and, you know, and keeping some space in between things, I think. Absolutely. You know, that brings to mind too, you know, about bringing the elements into uh, your design. Uh, you mentioned that, I think with the party room, but is that something that with all of your design you want to do? I, or is I do when I mm-hmm. design... I feel that bringing all five elements into the room um, will make helps a room feel better. So it just definitely, because think about like if, so first of all, telling everyone what the five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Mm -hmm. And they're all represented by um, different objects and what the, the name that they are just like water, water is water, right? Other things that represent that. And when you balance these in a space, then it definitely feels better. Cause think about like, I've seen rooms that are all white and they can be pretty, there's, you know, different textures and different tones of white and everything, but mm-hmm. they're lacking in color and balance. And so spending time in that room, it may look pretty, but you're not going to feel comfortable spending time in a room like that. Yeah. Well, I think the, I mean, if, if I were asked to, to describe feng shui, you know, the, the result of feng shui in one word, I would say balance. Right. It's right. Because harmony, 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 balance, but you know, just that overall feeling of just, this feels good. This is working. And in some rooms and some people, you might want to have a little more like fire in a room mm-hmm. or less, 
less wood. Like it should be pretty balanced, but sometimes you need to adjust for that person because we all have those elements within ourselves. So you can figure that out and that could help. But on a general rule, balancing them um, within a room. So should I go over maybe a little bit about what the elements represent and the different energies? Yes. Water is... um, represented by blacks and dark blue and actually and water. So it could be um, represented by like a beautiful piece of art that has water scene in it. It could be Mm -hmm. a water fountain, Um, Mm -hmm. but that it could be flowy wavy lines represents water. Crystals, glass and mirrors also represent water. And that energy is more like reflective, philosophical, deep thinking type energy. So that's how water plays out in an energetic sense and then there's wood that's colors greens and blues um that's rectangular shapes columns actual wood plants poles natural fibers and um can also this is about entrepreneurial energy and growth yeah Yeah. fire is you know fire fireplaces reds triangles Mm -hmm. um are fire um energy it's an active, passionate, and enthusiastic energy when you want to bring that. It's also what you could do it with lighting, candles, and like I said, fireplaces. Uh-huh. Earth is yellow and earth tones. It's The energy of that is detail-oriented, precise energy. Um, think of a, like an accountant. They have to be very precise with their numbers. They have a lot mm-hmm. of metal energy usually. Yeah. That... Um, it's represented with round shapes, domes, arches, and it's, you know, all, um, oh no, that's, that's um, metal. I'm sorry. I went oh, from that's okay. earth. <laughs> so earth was be. I'm sorry. Let's go back to earth. Okay. Yellow and earth tones, stable gr- and grounded energy. And that's mm-hmm. represented by squares, pottery, rocks, soil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's earth. Mm-hmm. earth metal is the, um, the energy of like an accountant where it's nice and the energy, the shape is round shapes, dome, arch, um, all metals, jewelry, um, any kind, any kind of metal, metal sculpture you could put in your room, but balancing these energies going to make it feel good. You might have to have less of one depending on what you're going through in life, or you might have to add a little bit more of one, Mm -hmm. you need a little more focus. So you will add a little more metal to the space so it it, so again it doesn't have to be the actual element like fire or metal it could be a a dome or a piece of glass or something black or a fountain or um you know a plant Mm -hmm. art is a great way to you know what's going on in the art um to represent these elements there's a lot of ways to represent them um but like, and you can have too much of an element can cause certain, like too much of wood. I had a client who had too much wood in her house and we're getting rid of some of the wood and adding other elements right now, but having too much could give you nervous energy or no, could give you be, you can have more, be more hasty, driven, stubborn, and overwhelmed yeah. to have like too much wood. Too yeah. little wood is like having no strong opinions, your nervous energy are easily frustrated. So, so do you, uh, in your con- consultations, do you do a- an element assessment of your clients or is it just about, can you 
Can you kind of figure it out from what's I going on? I can kind of figure it out, yeah. but that's not a bad idea at some point Yeah, uh, to do that. But I kind of figure it out and I talk to them about it to get a feel for what it is they are and what they need. Mm-hmm. And what they need. I know because we do, it, 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 that's kind of our ultimate purpose is to help them with what they need to, to achieve that. Um, there's a couple more things I did want to um uh, did want to touch upon if we, um, if you don't mind. Now, one of the things we were talking about uh, the technology and um, you know, go go go, and being on the internet and like uh, you don't have to be everywhere. But one thing that is everywhere right now is the EMF situation with all of this technology. And I was wondering if you have any tips for us about. Um, you know, um, ways in which to minimize our exposure while we're hooked up to all these things that we can't escape from, even though <laughs> we're trying <laughs> not to be everywhere all the time, right? Exactly. Well, EMFs are electromagnetic fields, and these are caused by a lot of household items such as heat lamps, electric lights, microwaves, cell phones, and wireless internet. Mm-hmm. And so they can try- cause havoc on your body and you know, it's just interesting that right before I got on this call with you, Catherine, I got a, a message. I got a message. Um, oh, um, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I got a message from um, a client, a, a new person client that wanted to talk to me, and she told me that she had gotten um, sick or gotten cancer from the EMFs in her home. She believes that to be true and needs mm-hmm. to because there's unhealthy homes. So um, some tips would be to like avoid electric blankets, yeah. electric socks by your bed. You know, they yeah. should be away. Um, yeah. put, you don't have your um, cell phone next to your bed when you're sleeping. Also, yeah, it seems yeah. like um, some common sense kind of things, um, you know, in order to minimize the exposure, keep it farther away from your body as possible. You know, we have a caller on the line and I would like to be able to get to the caller if we could uh, before we, before we uh, finish. Um, Let's see if that can happen. Okay. I'm not. All right. They'll let me know. They'll let me know if if there's if if that's manageable. You do. Um, I do want to mention though that you are having a class come up in, in after the new year. Yes, I teach vision board class, and it's just a whole other way to help people achieve their goals. And I'm doing that with Kelly White. I don't know if people have seen her on the James Von Prague show. She does a show with James Von Prague, who's a um, very well known psychic medium. And um, we're going to be doing it together on February 10th. And to be able to find out about that, um, because we're going to be doing it online, it'll be a four-hour class. You can uh, sign up for my newsletter, which you go to my website, metrointeriors.com, and that'll come up and put your email in there so that you get the information about the class. But it's metrointeriors.com. You can always email me, too, if you want to contact me at julie at metrointeriors.com. And I'm also available for virtual consults as well as full interior design and feng shui consults. 
Well, beautiful. I'm glad we were able to get that in. And Julianne Siegel, I appreciate so much your time and your expertise and your input today. It was a uh, it was a great show, and I appreciate um, everything you did to make it a good one. And um, so you can be reached again at Julie at MetroInteriors.com. And you can reach me at KatherineDeanFengShui.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Kath. Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of feng shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.